So are you looking to train for a comp to get in the best shape of your life, to have those capped shoulders, the big booty, the dissected abs and chiseled midsection, pecs that are popping. Big boobs. Big boobs. <laughs> Please leave your abs inside the skin. <laughs> inside Don't your body. Then this podcast is for you. We're going to be talking about training methods across the board, but specifically hypertrophy and getting in shape for a comp. This is a topic that I have a lot of, I don't know, rage towards. Why? Yes. Why rage? Why rage? Because there's so many fucking idiots <laughs> who talk about this topic. Wow. We're just talking about own. nonsense. What nonsense, nonsense Tell, tell, tell us okay. the nonsense. All right. Mark. Tell so, us the nonsense. Um, lat pull down doesn't build your lats or your back. <laughs> De deadlifts <laughs> don't build muscle. You know, you no, shouldn't no, no, squat no, because no. it thickens no, the midsection. No, deadlifts thicken the midsection. Yeah. They make you blocky. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Deadlifts what what else is there? You shouldn't train uh, Don't squat. Uh, there was a bicep thing that I saw recently. Oh, barbell bicep curls. You don't do barbell bicep curls. Dumbbell rows. Wow. Just, the list goes on. So the list goes on and on. And, and squats. Squat, there was one about squats too. There's something you, like if you if you search enough, you could find a nuance about every exercise and why it's bad. Just why pick an exercise you don't like. And you can find out why. You'll find an excuse. Absolutely. They're all excuses. Yeah. Correct. So people have a weakness and they turn that weakness into a fact and then they walk around that fact like it's conviction and then they present it as a theory because they have a weakness. They're weak. They don't like deadlifting. They don't like squatting because it's fucking hard. It's hard to take a set of deadlifts to failure or that rep before. It's hard to take a set of squats to failure and go heavy week after week. And then they say, oh, well, you know... It's not that good of an hypertrophy exercise anyway. You know, leave that to the powerlifters. It's like, come on, man. I heard that from Amy. That was, <laughs> how was your squat, Amy? No comment. Wow. <laughs> Let's just leg press. It's just easy. Well, you want to leg press because it's easier, right? That's oh, why yeah, you want to Because you can, you can like, that, the meme. Outrage. Yeah. Well, Outrage. You, there's the meme. It's just like, well, because you can put 400 kilos on a leg press, right? And make it look good. But you can't put 400 kilos on the squat. squat yeah. 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 Okay. Look, one is a bit well, more Tom, neurally taxing. Or Ed Gone can. And, Ed and, and Ronnie Coleman. There's always an exception, all right? Yeah, there's always an exception. <laughs> and look, and look, 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 look. look. And, and, funda and fundamentally, I mean, if you look at their size of their legs. Well, yeah. Massive. I mean, it's, it's like you say, look at, look at the biggest deadlifters in the world and have a look at their back. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They have now, muscles in places yeah. most people don't have places. They have backs on backs. They have backs on backs. But, you know, and, and, and you look, look, look. Some keyboard warrior saying, don't deadlift for hypertrophy. Oh, man, I got I got that. I put up my deadlift video today, and when I did one ninety four, and I one I got a comment of, um, I was an idiot because I wore straps, um, <laughs> and then two I was like, man, it's one hundred ninety. It's like one hundred ninety kilos, like for reps. Yeah, yeah, for reps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. and then two grip the strength. other one was like, yeah, 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 more grip strength. <laughs> then the other one was like, um, the comment was, I'm a clown because I didn't have a belt on. And oh, right. I was deadlifting in socks. And I was like, you're right. I shouldn't have been in socks. I should have been barefoot. It enhances proprioception. And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, that's okay. If you need a belt, right, to band-aid your shitty brace and you, the fact that you can't brace, go ahead. I don't need that. Not yet. Yeah. But anyways, that's ranting. Well, I, I use a belt. I like a belt to just stiffen up that brace and really get into that position. Well, you, to be fair, you have told me to use one. And I wasn't too yeah, well, just, I find I can get into a better position with a belt. But the point is, we deadlift. The point is we squat. And I know I've personally found, I used to compete in strongman. I, I, I did a lot of strongman training um, back when well, it was like 10 years ago. And I found that the muscular development, particularly in my rectus spinae, just really like the back thickness and fullness from that training there's nothing quite like it in terms of bodybuilding, traditional bodybuilding methods that you're going to get other than lifting heavy ass weight 
because I mean, if you think of it like this, right? People would say an iron cross, you know, an iron cross is in gymnastics, right? That's not a good bicep exercise. Why would you do that for hypertrophy? Well, the thing is when a gymnast, that, I mean, number one, the best bicep award goes to gymnasts, not bodybuilders. If you've seen biceps peak of there and they don't do any direct arm work. Have you they seen do my bicep? Straight arm work. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a gymnast, right? Exactly, my point, you have amazing arms. But the point is, is because the bicep functions as to resisting load, so the elbow cannot snap, right? The bicep has to get stronger, that peak. So there are, there, are, there are elements, and I'm not saying don't do a bicep curl or bicep curls are bad, but what I am saying is that there's a part of training when we look at hypertrophy or wanting the body to, to develop muscle, we need to look at it as structure first. And then if we want structure over that structure, we need to put muscle over that structure. But there are movements that allow maximal overload or loading on joints that you wouldn't normally get from a normal traditional, uh, say for example, a leg press versus a squat. You're gonna have a lot more torque and load through the whole body in general on a squat through all the joints and you're gonna get muscle, muscle development in places where you're not, you're not gonna get on a leg press because yeah. the range is shorter. So I guess the point, training, in th training things, and there is now studies coming out showing that end range training or training the, the body at that end range has a great application to hypertrophy and much more than people previously thought because they thought, well, we just have to train overload. It's all about load and stimulus, but it's not. When you train end range and you train proximal failure, you get even more development. But obviously training at end range and proximal failure, you don't want to be training end range with proximal failure because when you're at end range, you have a high degree of injury. So you, yeah. need to, you need to then decipher, and this is where I think people go wrong is they can't decipher, okay, this is end range and we need to be careful of when we go to proximal failure at end range versus this is mid range. And at mid range, we can absolutely go to proximal failure. And then there's the other element of movements that have high demand on neural activity, which just take longer to recover. So for example, a deadlift. Yes, you're not gonna take deadlift to proximal failure or to that you know, absolute failure because it's gonna be breaking down. You're gonna use, I know this is a big topic, but I got a lot of rants, a lot of steam. No, no, well, I was just gonna say that like, as a, like, a disclaimer too, and that's where it comes down to exercise selection during comp prep and it, which touches back on our other nutrition video where we go okay your exercise selection should also mirror where your nutrition at, at the same time like you're in the back end of comp prep and you know you, you you your calories are low and you're getting really lean picking those exercises like a deadlift or a squat that are going to be a lot more neurally taxing and going to take a lot longer to recover when you haven't got enough fuel from food coming in to help and aid that recovery yeah they're not going to be the greatest exercise to pick but at the start, when you're full of food and you're trying to get strong and you're trying to put on a bit more size, like get those deadlifts in there. Are you saying that diet and nutrition need to be thought wow. of as the same? What? Wow. No, what? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. What I meant to say is, hang on, let me just go print off the same thing that I did for the last four competitors and I'll give it to you. There just make go. sure you take the name off. Whiteout. I don't even change it on the laptop, just yeah. whiteout. Yeah. Um, but but then that's, that's where like, like exercise selection, like deadlifts are bad. It's like... Well, they're only going to be as bad as you can't recover from. And it's just like any exercise at the same time. I think when it comes down to like how you train as well, I think your first workout that you do at the start should not be the exact same workout that you do at the end. And that's where it does come down to um, as you go through comp, your training's going to change. Just like your nutrition, everything changes. It's not you start at one point and you end at the same point. It's going to be different. You went on this journey. Oh, yes. Do you want to talk about that? I have. Actually, funny story. When I worked, when I first walked in this door, I got under a bar and Tyrone, my coach, 
says, this all right, guy, this guy, this guy over here. Oh, let's, let's warm up at 20 kilos. No, wait. Um, <laughs> warm up, warm up. Uh, no, this is going to be working set. He's like, as if, come on, just get under it. This Hurry is up. after Shut I saw press 15 kilo dumbbells yes. on a flat bench the week before. I'm like, oh. She's got to be a she can she press thirty. She can squat thirty, right? That's what, that's what made you want to train her. It's like, oh, strong, strong. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, yeah, but gym, and, gymnasts uh, aren't good with their legs because they no. used to rebound. They don't build no. the strength the same. No. Biceps yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The squats not so. Um, yeah, so I walked in and twenty kilo bar on my back, and I got to about five reps and almost collapsed under the bar. Tired. Yeah, okay, that's not a warm up. And they're like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> so um, yeah, like going through where I was when I walked in that door, 20 kilo squat was like hell for me. And then now looking at how we have programmed our training throughout the time, like now I'm able to squat, might not be my strongest lift, but 40 kilos, it's, it's double from when I walked in here. So um, for me, like- How many reps? Oh, way more than five. I think about, I think about, I think about 12 <laughs> about now. 12, right? 12 yeah. reps now. In a, in a, in a, so in a, a tricep. It's like squat more yeah. than 40. Yeah yeah, 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 40 in a tricep with pack squat. If you had actually a strength phase, you'd probably yes. have like 60, 70 maybe. There'd be a little bit more on there. But, yeah. and hey, well, the point is now the 20 kilos. Which is what we've also done. Cool. We have, we've been through some strength phases along the way. Like, not only, well, I mean, more after your last comp prep is where, you know, we've, we've really focused on, you know, we've done some strength phases through your squats and your deadlifts and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Like it changed um, from the day that said the day that I started is not the same workout that I'm doing now. Like a year later, one, you'd hope you're stronger and two, you'd hope you progressed as well. Like it's, it's not going to be the same workout day in, day out. Yeah, you're going to do the same, you know, same movement patterns, very similar um, programming, but the idea is to progress. It's not to stay where you are. You want to look better, got to lift stronger, build more muscle. Um, there's, it's always going to change. It's always changing. And yeah. I think exercise selection, so for you, you know, you're, you're not, I don't, because your levers, you've got a long torso, long legs. I don't think you'll ever really enjoy squats the way someone still, like, still say, still a, a jacker or a Matty Crooks would just, they've just. I've got pretty short legs. Yeah. I just don't you, like you're it. a good squatter. Yeah, I just don't like it. Yeah, I like deadlifting, but I don't like squats. Yeah, whereas you and I get that front squat position where our abs have to engage. Actually, your front squats were good the other day. Just, yeah. just FYI. Just, it's on YouTube and the tsunami squats. Yeah. 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 They're really good. Um, but what we're going to like that, and that's what we're saying, you know, with, with nutrition and with, sorry, with training is, you know, yeah, you're going to have the same movement patterns and yeah, you, you're looking for that constant progress, progressive overload and you want to train the proximal failure, but you need to exercise selection is going to be important from a mechanical, biomechanical point of view, because you need to look at how, you know, you know squats are never going to be Amy's best, best lift, right? But at the same time, we need to look and go, okay. Is it applicable now? Yeah, great work. We're in an off season. We can squat. But as we get to the deep, you know, deep into comp prep, I'll probably pull it out. And I'll probably put it on one of the hack squat just so it has to, doesn't have to think about stabilizing. Mm. And it doesn't have to think about, you know, just, and it's not as, as neurally taxing. But the um, squat also for someone like me and Amy, the squat, because our, for me, it's my range of motion for you, it's your levers. Because we can get so much out and range of motion through a squat, we can really recruit a lot of muscle uh, in that and create a lot of damage in a good way that can, can definitely help hypertrophy, especially oh. if you get us up on a, on a board or that front squat position where we can load quite and a bit. Might I add that 20 kilo squat I did when I walked in, I was sore for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was five reps, but it killed me. So yeah, it was, um, it was a shock, but I think also when it does come down to competing is too, like uh, what are the judges looking for as well? Um, when you compete, they're looking for that symmetry 
they're looking for that even split um, upper to lower body, small waist. And everyone that walks in the door is going to have a different body shape, a different level of muscle mass. So really catering your program for how someone looks is so, so important because when you get on stage, they want, they want symmetry. They want everything to be even, um, looking good, popping. And if someone comes in and they've been squatting their whole life and they've got great legs and then they get on stage and they've got no upper body, well, what's the point in that? Well, that's what you need to look at and you need to pick out the weak spots. You know, as soon as someone walks in, first thing you need to do is, you know, you need to do that. What One, if they're competing, one, it's a structural assessment because that's, you know, I, don't, I, I still don't understand how you don't program without a structural assessment anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me started on that topic. <laughs> Don't get me started on that and then, topic. And then, and then, two, you know, you need to pick out and go. Well, what are your weak points in for what you want to compete? You know, we need to look. You know, for females, we need to look for that X frame. You know, whether it be bikini, fitness, figure, yeah, and you know, guys who want to look for that upside down sort of Dorito. Um, Hide their legs. Yeah, well, and it's physique, then, you know, the legs don't matter too much, but you know, you still need to train them. But at the same time, that's where you need to pick out both. You need to then program and go, okay. Structurally, this is what we need, which is then going to enable you to look better at the same time. You're going to put more mass, mass because you're not going to have be wasting time overcompensating and not hitting what you want to hit. And then we need to pick on the weak points and go, okay, we can do a little bit extra. We, we, we'll sprinkle that through and go, okay, you need a bit more delts, right? So we can sprinkle some more lateral raises in throughout the week. Absolutely. On top of on little, top of your structural little, little sprinkle. I like, pro- I like a big dumb. sprinkle. Pro- protein, synthesis, <laughs> protein synthesis is rate limiting, which basically means that if you want to prioritize a body part you do need to prioritize a body part. So I know for me, for example, when I wanted to really focus on arm gains and when my arms were probably at their biggest, I was training arms three times a week and less legs, less of everything else to prioritize protein synthesis for my arms. Does that so sound familiar, Amy? <laughs> was that? If, you're, if you're going in twice a week, legs and training legs and destroying your body and then expecting you're going to do this massive and amazing and your body's going to be able to recover because it's not just about how hard you train. It is about how hard you train, but it's also about how well you can recover from that hard training. And this is where sometimes you need more rest because protein is rate limiting on nutrition, hormones, genetics, all those other things. Only if we all had the myostatin uh, gene. Yeah, well, well, but, but you got to remember, like you only, rec- you know, that's where you're going to grow as well when you recover. Yeah, 100%. You're not recovering, then you're not going to, you know, yeah. If you haven't got enough, you know, energy and calories coming in, then you're not going to grow. If you're not recover, you're not sleeping and recovering properly, then you're not going to grow. Then you know, you just pretty much can be stagnant. And any trading program is probably not going to be great anyways. I think that's the biggest thing that I see as well. Like I have two girls that are about to step on stage in three weeks, and again they walk through the door and both of them were like hip thrusting for example like over 100 kilos and they were squatting body weight and i was like wow this is amazing and then i went to upper body and they were pressing five kilos (laughs) and i went well you don't need to do legs we need to pull back some of your volume and we need to focus on their weak spots which was their upper body so i think when people walk through the door they just think i'm going to get this like you know one size fits all approach and it's like well that girl who's squatting 100 kilos and pressing five kilos, like if I keep pushing her legs, man, she's going to be a great wellness competitor. Like she's not going to be a bikini girl. It's just, it doesn't suit the criteria. Too bottom heavy, not enough top. I, think, I seem to get the opposite because you're the second, you're the second female okay, competitor well, I've had where it's the opposite. Upper. Amazing upper wow. and Lord Paula. I mean, I look, I look at Ree who was trained for figure and yeah, we went through, like we went through COVID and everything and all the lockdowns, but um, we spent a lot of time just doing legs, a lot of time. Yeah, levers as well, not frame. Yeah, yeah, squatting. levers yeah. like. Tall. Oh man, I remember like 
yeah, we did we did a lot of legs and we did a lot of structural work, um, and that's where it was important. Well, because um, you know, from, from a structural perspective, she didn't move that well, um, you know, in a lower body as well. So it was how can we get her moving better? It wasn't perfect, and it was never perfect in the end. But how, and I think we had a, got a front squatting in the end. Um, yeah, that brace always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without yeah, everything yeah. Fall, you know, falling like falling down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Um, like but, her, but her legs grew, and it, then it, but then it enabled us to, you know, at the start where she would get so sore for from one leg day, I, we ended up doing. I, I used I utilized the Toronto method where we did legs two days in a row, um, just to help try and bring up her, you know, her lower body. Work. Um, it worked. It worked. It worked. There was there was a lot of. Um, again, it's it's one of those ones where you know. People underestimate time. Building muscle takes time, um, and and this is a, it, it's a, a off-topic, but a bit point. You know, when people walk in, like, oh, but will I look better if I do it in six months or if I do it in twelve weeks or if I look better? Maybe I should just wait till next year. It's like you'll always look better next year, and then you'll look better the year after. In ten years, and time. then you look better in ten years. Well, that's the thing, though. That's right? what you're, training is. You're, you build, you're, you're, you're building a house. You're setting a foundation, and then you're just going to keep adding to this house and over and over, and that, like. The mansion is always going to look better than the little shoebox down in Brighton. Absolutely. I mean, muscle building muscle is also a function of the autonomic nervous system as well in, in that the more you can rest and relax, the more you can get into that parasympathetic rest and digest to facilitate that growth, the more you can get into that sympathetic and really go and push. And also, the stronger you are, the more you're, the ability you have to recruit from the nervous system, the more muscular damage you can create during training. So... For example, if you can deadlift 200 kilos versus 100 kilos, while the person who can deadlift 200 kilos that is far closer to their neural potential uh, is going to get more muscle gains than the person who's just deadlifting. Obviously, within reason, they have to also then marry that strength work up with hypertrophy work. It's because there are obviously lifters who have to stay at a weight category and they stay at that weight category by continuing to do neural exclusive work. But if you took that person who has a very attuned nervous system and got them to do a hypertrophy work, they're going to they're going to break down muscle much faster. So long as they can recover and build that muscle, they're going to get far better results. So it's where you need, I I feel, to to really maximize your hypertrophy potential. You know, if we looked at competing as a twelve month cycle, at the start of that cycle, there should be some general preparatory work along with some general strength work building squats, getting the nervous system capacity up to then go into hypertrophy work, to then go into that real conditioning work where you're doing lots of supersets, trisets, drop setting, whatever it may be, to really break down muscle to build it back up. And then isolation work as well. But the core of it, the core, I mean, the, the wider the base, the higher the peak, the core of everything of starting is strength. Yeah, well, I mean, I got nothing to say. That's pretty, and, and also much, that's pretty much back on. <laughs> and, and also skill work. I just want to say as well as skill, right? Skill, people don't talk about this as well. But, you know, this is where like a lot of programs, people put in a lot of exercises to be novel. Yes, there can be an effect. But if you cannot connect your nervous system to that movement or you're inefficient at performing that movement, you're not going to break down as much muscle than a movement that you're efficient at performing or you can maximize on. So it could be something as little as like a tricep pushdown versus like an overhead obviously one works works long ahead and you know different heads of the, the uh, tricep but the point is if you can if you practice that movement over and over and over and over and get really good at that movement you're going to be able to break down more muscle than the muscle that, that than the exercise that you haven't done before for novelty for example you are going to get gains from doing novel exercises but there is something to be said for being uh, creating neural efficiency at exercises and doing more sets at those exercises to create more damage yeah absolutely like i've got so many girls that walk through the door and i give them for example as most common ones like a lat pull down a row and they'll i'm like 
what do you feel in that? Like, oh, my arm, my bicep, oh, my traps, this, that. I'm like, your lats? And they're like, huh, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, like, they're doing these exercises and they don't actually know, one, what muscle they're working and two, they actually can't feel it. And so many people that have come through the doors and I'm like, just do a, a simple movement and they just don't feel that muscle. They don't feel it working. They can't recruit those muscle fibers. So that's where um, like really breaking down movement, seeing how people move and like where they're going wrong and trying to help build on that is going to, it's going to make them look better as well. If they can feel a muscle working, chances are they're recruiting the muscle fibers to build that muscle. Strip it back, Strip teach it back. the skill then you can advance the exercise yeah, once absolutely. you've learned the skill. So that, that lap pull down turns into a chin up. Well, then you can do, but then you can also do both you know, yeah. at the same time. Like you can do a chin up on one day and then you can do a lap pull down on your other back day. You know, no All one of a sudden you, you feel do. your lats. And like, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. that muscle? And you've got some back growth. Oh, wow. wow. Big backs. <laughs> All right. God. So let's, let's, do, let's do a brainstorm case study to really nail this home. We get a competitor, gets in, in the door. Let's say female competitor. They've got 12 months to compete. They're 15 kilos away from their show weight, what, what phase? How are we starting their programming? One, how do they move? Good answer. How do they move? How do and they move? How don't they move? How don't they move? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, pick out the weaknesses, pick out the strengths and work from there. So GPP, structural assessment. We look whether, well, firstly, structural assessment, see where they're at. Can they reach depth on their squat? How, they, how do they function on overhead squat test? The hip hinge. What, hip hinge, clack yeah. test, what the knee function like, all of the above. Yeah. Let's say they, they get they get gold stars on everything. Where do we Amazing. take it? Amazing. Yeah, Not, no, <laughs> usually don't see that. <laughs> I'm done. See you later. Yeah, yeah usually don't You're see that. You're on your own. Job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think, I think then, depending on their training age, uh, actually, I've got one at the moment. He's not a comp prep, but I've got a client like that at the moment. Walked in the door, did a squat, did a squat. I was like, I'm like, wow. Yeah, you? yeah. I don't know what to do because this is you're like, <laughs> a, like a unicorn. Yeah. Um, I think you can then just move on to a bit more. Yeah, you, know, you can start them on like an advanced GPP, um, and I think any sort of any, for anybody a general preparatory phase is going to be important. One for not only for you as a coach, but also for you for them as a client to get used to you and your coaching and your programming, um, and to learn you know might be well, you know how you implement your tempo or pauses or quarters. Um, things like that. So I think, you know, it's going to depend on how much time they have. How much time they have? Can you train four days? Can you train five days? Okay, you can train four days. Let's start with four. Just letting you know that, you know, you are going to, uh, you do want to compete. Look, I think we will be leading into five days. Just, um, so I'm going to get you, get, you, get you ready, get prepared. We're going to start with four. Once we've exhausted all that four days, let's go into five. There might be an upper, two upper body days, two lower body days. Mm. And what I would do is, if they can do all the above, like, Start on one day, you'd have a squat day on lower body day. The other day would be, let's say, a trap bar deadlift. Um, and then on the same as uh, upper body day, would get them benching, maybe dumbbells. Still dumbbells. I still like dumbbells. On, I still um, like bench. <laughs> I still like, you're so strong. Yeah. <laughs> I still like, I still like um, dumbbell benching on the first day. And then just working through all the angles. So whether it be from, from overhead, you know, so seated shoulder press to 45, 60 degrees, 30 degrees, 15 degrees. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is that, Someone walks in the door, okay, how do they move? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? All right, we've done that. And moving on from there is like, okay, now what's, what's their goal? They want to compete? Cool. What category do they want to do? Where are they at? Um, what's, what's the muscle that we need to bring up? Okay, cool. Now let's draw our attention to that. I think competing is about how you look. At the end of the day, you jump on stage, you are judged for how you look. 
You like, were judged. You, you are paying people to tell you what is wrong with you. Like, what? Like, oh, what kind of like, people are we? Like I hope I look person, better than the person next to me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what, it is. that's what it is. But I think um, that's, it's like you said before, you're going to have those you know, those same movement patterns and those base movements that you're going to do. You know, it's going to be your squat, your deadlift, your bench, you know, your, pulling, your, your, your vertical pulling movements, etc. that are going to stay the same and you're going to progressive overload. And then you're going to look at and go, okay, let's say somebody needs more quads. Okay, how many, let's, we might do it two or three days a week. And we'll go, okay, one squat day, one hack squat day. So what you're yeah. trying to say is that the Instagram videos that we see, we can't all just do them and look like a bikini, bikini uh, competitor. <laughs> Fuck. Why not? Hey, if it Why was not? that easy, I don't think we'd be sitting here doing this video. The thing, I wouldn't okay, have a job. Okay, Mark, okay, you wouldn't have a studio, okay. would you? So, so the thing with the Instagram videos is like what, what the, a lot of Instagrammers do is they do a whole bunch of content when they're in shape, save it on their reels, do a whole so bunch good. of photo shoots and no. then for like two, three years, they're not in shape and they just repost, 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 but repost, they're repost. they're killing it. So, hey, dude, man, you don't even look like that now. Oh, now you've just given away my secret on how I give out all my photo shoot photos. <laughs> it's like, why don't, why don't you post like live training stuff? Like, what, what'd you do? Like, what are you doing right now? Why I have an oversized t-shirt on right now. Why I have an oversized t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, one thing I was going to add to hypertrophy phases with strength, one thing that I do a lot of is the relative strength phase. I do like the five by five to begin someone who's got, you know, A pluses on all their structure and then adding with the five by five, a lot of pauses so like say if they're squatting there's always going to be a pause at the bottom to really hone in because again that we sucks. spoke before about yeah but <laughs> but also from an apertory so it does two things right one is that it teaches people the skill but also two from an apertory perspective it increases time under tension so instead of that squat being you know like four seconds it's now six seconds or, or eight seconds and people really hate it because the time under they tension do. is so long but you need that tension in the muscle to really to really obviously get it to... Well not, well, not only that, but also, you know, having those pauses, let's say in a squat at the bottom range, it's going to stop people from just bouncing out and losing that tension. Yeah. And that's what the pause, a lot of the pause is there for. It's like, and that's why, you know, and I'm very much similar where at first, let's say everyone's you know, advanced, blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, I'll go anywhere between that five to eight rep range. I still, do t- I still do tempos. Yeah, I still yeah, do the, pauses. Yeah, yeah, strength. for that relative strength. Rel- love relative strength. Um, and you know, you, you know, five reps with a bounce at the bottom is going to get a different stimulus to five reps with a pause under control, you know, oh, with a controlled load. You know, that's that you're going to build different. Um, you're going to build different different. The dollars in the yeah. detail. Yeah, correct, every, correct. From the programming to the way you execute to the way you perform the reps to how everything is structured to where like every training program where you start and where you end everything should be sequential. When you look at it reflective and you go this is where you started this is where you end everything should make sense your programming should always tell a story of you know if, if i was to look at someone's program like you show me amy's program I'm like oh this is where she started i oh, let me guess you had this 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 you'd be like you should be able to tell the story and then you improved and oh this is what you did next and let me guess the comp was here you should be able to read a program in a 12-month block and understand where the client journey or where someone was at that period and what they're trying to achieve which is then like if we look at amy's program at the moment we're on the off season trying to build up you know certain areas her most hated body parts or her most hated body parts <laughs> and, and we're like, quads. Quads. <laughs> and we're like we, sp- we spent and and that's where you know I've, we've programmed for her now and we've gone okay we're going to spend i've actually planned i actually planned it was 12 months of we've planning. got a new hack squat just i don't know if you know if, uh, yeah i hate yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she knows it loves it i know it have you done superset, well. uh, the front squat superset with 
Hack squat, super super leg extension. Leg extension, no, no. yeah. Leg yeah, yeah. extension, or you got the tsunami? Oh, you just just name them all. I've so, got them. We've got them all. Whatever, whatever there is, Amy's got them all. Right. Um, but like, I've got Amy's. You know, I planned out. We we finished comp and um, went through a bit of a recovery phase, um, and then I planned out the next twelve months. I was like, okay, this is what we need to build on. This is your weaknesses. This is what we're going to hit. And it was first still thing we did was no chest. Still no chest. <laughs> still no chest. Still pressing. I'm not pens. sure if you've realised, but you. You don't get judged on your big pecs <laughs> when you get on stage. More shoulders. Um, so you, and proteins you know, rate limited. Well, well, yeah, and and that's why and that's why it's important. You're gonna pick yeah. out the weaknesses and how Amy moves, um, or how how your client moves, and go. Okay, this is what we need to hit, and this is how I'm going to spend on it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like Amy's spending eight weeks on quads, and I think this is the first time we've hit quads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first time we've hit quads. We've already hit glutes and hams, um, and we spent a lot of time just just. And sitting just not, there and not just doing underestimating the like not underestimating the basics too like i'm not doing anything fancy like i'm not standing on bosu balls doing squat jumps and all sorts of random sit well would you exactly like it's yeah. the basics it's the basic movement patterns done repeatedly for a long period of time with progression Amy. volume and intensity how many intensity. times a week do you have leg extensions too many how many how many three, three times a three. week that's that's, three. that's the correct answer yeah uh, yes. three. so so, so basically so basically you at win. the moment like amy's hitting quads we're like quad specialization phase at the moment and amy's hitting leg extension three times a week the first day maybe 10 reps with a band i think it actually is i think the first day is yeah, banded, 10 reps, 10 reps with a band. is just not not enough no it's very no, it's not. No, it's not. Right. And then the second day, you got twenty reps. Yeah. And then the third day is thirty reps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Don't let me forget it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's yeah. On that note, if you want to have some fun on the leg extension, <laughs> you should reach out to us, uh, Tyrone. Where can the folks learn more about you? You find me on Instagram, Coach underscore Felino. So that's C O A C H underscore F O L I N O. Um, and then you can also walk down to 381 Swan Street and I'll be here at Enterprise Fitness. <laughs> Drinking coffee. Drinking coffee and training people on the leg extension. Yeah. And you can find me at Instagram at Amy Dorrell. So A-M-Y-D-O-R-R-E-L-L. You also find me here at Enterprise and I will not be drinking coffee because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and you'll find me here at Enterprise. My, what is it? Instagram. Instagram that's the one. Is uh, at Mark Otobri. That's O-T-T-O-B-R-E. Are you folks, the only one on TikTok as well? I'm on TikTok. Oh yeah, I'm all over TikTok. So make Don't sure you check out TikTok. But we're on YouTube here. So, oh, YouTube. so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube for more great videos just like this one. Hit that subscribe and ring that. I'm waiting for Tyrone to say it. Bell. Yeah. Thank you. Ding, he always ding, makes ding, fun ding. of me about this, but make sure you ring that bell for all our notifications. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube to get all of our updates. Hope you've had a fun time watching this. Oh, and stay tuned to the part three. We've got a part three about to come out. So make sure you stay tuned to the part three. In this one, we're going to be talking all about body dysmorphia issues, the healthy aspect of competing. It's going to be an interesting conversation. So until next time, eat well, train hard, and supplement smart. He said it. I thought he was going to forget. <laughs> I was waiting for I never forget. <laughs>